Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This episode of The Kindness Project was recorded live on Facebook during lockdown, which explains why we're probably still talking about being stuck indoors. I hope you're enjoying your time outside to the fullest, and thanks for listening to The Kindness Project. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about fearful experiences, best food, and Leon C., Morning, everybody. Welcome to the welcome to the Kindness Project. You know what? Genuinely, my most fearful experience during the Kindness Project is when you're interviewing somebody on these lives, and then they, then they go like, "Oh," and then you've just got. What do you do? What do you like? What do you do? Do you remember that time we completely lost video for one of our guests? Yes, that was that was <laughs> good. We can with it halfway through. No, you just can't like... fiddle with it. Um, I'm joined by a girl who was in the room where it happened. Uh, this room and happened is the kindness project. It's Charlotte Dames. And I'm joined by the man who did it. Who did it? <laughs> who <laughs> um, did he? I just needed a second to process my thoughts. Yeah, I have had them. I'm joined by a man who initially didn't want the dog and now can be found having early morning cuddles with him. Right. It's Chris Dames. Right. Listen, the dog. Let's talk about this dog. That dog is getting way too comfortable. I've turned into a sofa for the dog. He loves you. Uh, he either loves me or he's treating me just like a piece of furniture. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what one's well, actually. You're accurate. the most comfortable furniture in the house, then, because he doesn't <laughs> sit on anyone else the way he cuddles up to you. I, I don't know whether to treat it as a compliment or a or a bit of an annoyance, to be honest. <laughs> anyway, unofficial question of the podcast number one: Who in your house does your dog? Treat as a piece of furniture. So I've treated you as a climbing frame. So she like does. she does, yeah. It's true. probably better than that. True. Um, and then the official question of the podcast is um, about food. Um, what uh, place in the world has the best food and why? And we've already got some amazing answers uh, for that, but we'd we genuinely like some more. One. One thing, the, the thing that inspired this question this morning was a show called Somebody Feed Phil that's on Netflix that I've been watching recently. And effectively, it's this Jewish guy going around the world eating food and yeah. talking about it. And it's quite good fun, isn't it? We have people coming in and you're just ignoring the... The, the phone. Don't worry about that. Um, but what do you think? What, what, what place in the world would you uh, would you say is the best food in well, the world? See, you can't really say anywhere has got the best food because everywhere has got its own like kind of food and its own take on food. So everywhere has got its own. No, oh, I know that. Individual. But for you personally, where's the best place? Nothing better than a bit of home cooking, is there? A bit of home cooking. I like that answer. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good answer. So you can get in touch with us in a variety of different ways. Yes. If you're watching this live, feel free to If you're going to do it, say it with more energy. Get show notes halfway through the show. If... <laughs> I don't know how much more energy I'd give it. If... You'd like. <laughs> it, 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 it's over the That's top great. now. It's over the top now. It's over the top now. If I, I, I'm 
I'm taking show notes from you who goes, oh, if you want to get in touch, please do. No, if you'd like to get in touch, you can get in touch with us on the live. Please do, with the answer What to the question, what place in the world is the best food and why? Um, uh, in a variety of different ways. If you want to get in touch with us on Twitter, we're at Holla, H-O-L-A, kindness. Um, the email address is holla at the kindnessproject.co.uk, taking over because I'm clearly not doing a good enough job. Um, and we're on the website, www.thekindnessproject.co.uk, where you can find 100-odd back episodes, merch, it's over 100 um, bios, what else can you find? Lo- loads of different stuff on the website. Everything so, but the kitchen sink. Everything but the kitchen sink. But we are thinking about putting the kitchen sink on there. Mm. So if you wanted a Kindness Project kitchen sink <laughs> <laughs> branded up <laughs> like, as, a, as, a, as a reminder, you can get that as well. So all good. All, all good. good. All good. So should we crack on with the show? Yes, I thought we'd talk about our little trip down to Leon C. Go on then. Um, okay, I was hoping this would be more of a conversation than me just talking about our little... Um, so we drove in the car. <laughs> it's a good car. There is a variety of names for it. Um, we took the dog with us. We went down to Leon C. Almost everything was shut. Uh, we... You're really selling this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we... I sat on a bench <laughs> away from the sand um, because I don't like it when it gets in my shoes. Um, but Soph went and belly flopped and face, face flopped in the water. Yeah. Uh, luckily, you know, we had a spare change of clothes for her. You know what? The good thing about eight-year-olds is, like, the, the enthusiasm they tackle life. Like, she went in, she went, I'm, I'm not going in deep. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to go in the water deep. And suddenly, she dived under, she belly flopped the sea, and she really, really loved mm. it, didn't she? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And you, you and Mum went down and... And little paddle. Cat's little paddle. Yeah. And I stayed up with the dog because they're not allowed on the beach. Yeah. Um, I was hoping this would be more of a conversation and not just you going, yeah. And like, what did you enjoy about it? I had this written down because I was hoping you had something nice to say. Uh, you know what? Genuinely, after, after now lockdown's easing a bit. Yeah. It was really nice uh-huh. to just get out, and it was it was quiet, which is yeah. what you want because you want to maintain a degree of um, of isolation. Yeah, we went early. We went early, but just having a little paddle, just having a, having a walk, and getting we, an ice cream on the yeah, way back, that yeah. was nice. And it was all socially distant. Yeah, as all, well. all, all worked really well. Mm. And I think Sunday's now going to be our day where we just ease ourselves back into the real world. We're going to join society once again, <laughs> part by part, we're, bit by bit. We're coming out of the biodome and joining society once more. Um, uh, so this week we're going to Little Venice Yay. and we're going to walk down to Camden um, and we're going to do a bit of a London thing, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Can I just talk about one thing? You know what we need to do? <laughs> um, you know what we need to do? <laughs> Unofficial question of the podcast. This is going to Alan Partridge. Unofficial question of the podcast. What's your favourite noise? <laughs> oh. So, one of the other things I want to talk about is do we need Kindness Project 
roly chairs because at the end of the <laughs> at the end of the last show literally i just we had this game where i just pushed you and you just rolled we were in the office on wednesday recording the kindness project i pushed you and you just literally rolled about 100 we meters we sat facing the other way today so if you were to push me i'd go into the wall so it would be more beneficial for me to push you because you would go further yeah but but i'm not on a rolly chair i'm on a dining room chair so please don't try that and it's the flimsy one. Um, but yeah, so so I, I, I think rolling chairs in the future. Mm. Um, and when we have Hover our... chairs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the real future, like the ones in Wally. Love it. <laughs> absolutely love it yeah absolutely love it i i that i actually quite like exercise though so one of those wally lazy hover chairs where you just sit on it all day living it living it all day i'm not i'm not loving but um yeah so so that's where we are with that shall we get on with mr dave forsdyke's silver linings or oh no Go I on. had riddles planned Go on and because I quite enjoy sitting and watching you trying to figure them out and now, I already know the answer. Now, we've done yeah. riddles. We've done riddles two podcasts in a row. Oh, yeah, but it's very entertaining for me to kind of, I don't know. Well, you just what? want to see me effectively <laughs> get these riddles wrong. Knock yourself out. Go give me a riddle. What has one eye but cannot see? It's um, an easy one. Um, a blind pirate. I don't know what. <laughs> 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 one, sorry, right, just to clarify, is this on the kids list or yeah. is this, are you giving me the old adult ones? No, I gave you the ones on the kids list. Oh, the kids list. One I and cannot see. Um, can you give me a clue? <laughs> it's not alive. Um, can you give me another clue? <laughs> Do you want the answer? Yes. <laughs> a needle. Oh, next. <laughs> we're, we're bending riddles. We are. Can we just say, from here on in, we are getting rid of riddles on the podcast. Part of my day. <laughs> what has legs but doesn't walk? Chairs. Yeah. <laughs> Did I, <laughs> I disappoint you getting it wrong? Yeah. Oh, it's got my mind. Go on, the next. What you, can you catch but not throw? Coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> well, the answer on the thing was a cold, but sure. <laughs> well, it's true. It's true. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, is that the riddle done? You are improving. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, my my riddle guru. We are never doing riddles again, by the way. It's so funny. Never doing riddles again. <laughs> Dave Forsdyke, thank you again for continuing to deliver uh, Silver Linings. And um, for yesterday's Silver Linings, uh, uh, Dave found it really hard to write and he almost didn't post anything um, because it has there has been a lot of negative news mm. around around um, the riots in America and what's been going mm. on. A lot of contention at the minute in the world. A lot of... Um, polarization with people having really sort of uh, yeah. polarized opinions but i think we need to continue focusing on the positive mm-hmm. and uh, helping people hear some just good stuff well out there. that's good then because not only have we got the two sets of dave for david forsdyke's reasons to be grateful slash silver linings <laughs> he calls them silver linings we call them reasons to be grateful we should probably silver linings yeah, yeah. 
I've also got three news stories for you. So we are trying to balance the um, the yes, um, I might have to change one potentially depressing news with yeah. some positive stuff, and there is a lot of positive stuff going on there. Um, so. Um, uh, Dave realised that the reason that he's been doing this for so long is to counteract that negativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and first um, silver lining that he talks about is Susie Vaughan was yesterday reunited with her daughters after nine weeks. She works in inten- intensive care and decided to protect her daughters by moving them to her sisters. Um, she surprised them yesterday and it's on the BBC News website um, where you can mm-hmm. where you can take a look. But just imagine um, nine weeks without seeing your family. Oh damn, he's got one of the same yeah. stories that I have. A teenager in Detroit showed great leadership skills on Tuesday. He unwittingly became the leader of a protest march and moved the mayor to tears with his powerful but peaceful approach. Oh, damn, what a great model for youngsters and, and there's something I have to find a new article now. <laughs> and, <laughs> and in other news, Dave Forsdyke is stealing Charlotte's <laughs> news articles in a <laughs> in a coup we like to call I think it's the same story but different we tell, we call David David Forsdyke is annoying Charlotte. Um, and <laughs> no, like, these stories like, are brilliant. The pastor just... in New <laughs> Milton Keynes was greeted with singing as he left Hospital. Hospital. Ola Arby Ajala was given very little hope and was too sick to be transferred to a specialist heart and lungs unit, yet was discharged and is now recovering at home, which is amazing news. So, yeah, certainly there's loads of good news out there. And even though Dave's nicked one of your stories, um, have you got any others? Um, I haven't read this one yet, uh, but there is one more Dave Forsdyke. Today's one. I would say, yeah, of course there is. Yeah, that's Thursday's one. Dave's got a few more because he delivers every single day. Uh, Musicians around the world are having fun during lockdown with online performances and videos from home. Uh, And effectively, Dave is using his own silver linings to promote his own band. Good work, Dave. We like it. Um, Take a look at Dave's stuff because it is really good. (laughs) Um, He's got a bunch of bands, but the one um, he's promoting today is his cover band. Kingdom Covers um, and he's done a version of Shut Up and Dance so check that out Um, the drummer from Iron Maiden's also been at it um, and it was his 68th birthday today Um, and um, the uh, Iron Maiden won the headline acts for this year's Download Festival which is now on their YouTube channel so that's all good if you're into a bit of rock um, you can you can do that, and you are getting a bit more into quite some quite sort of heavy music at the minute. Aren't you? What are you into? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, there's just this sorry. Was that was that AMSR? <laughs> you know when you listen to those generated playlists and like you don't know any of the other songs by the artist. You just these ones. These ones are the ones you like. What's the standout song at the minute? On um, the... this playlist. But give give me an entry place. Don't give me like something too heavy that I'm gonna like. Uh, I quite like Body by Mother Mother Mother. Okay. Um, right now it's it's really good. <laughs> Mother Mother. Yeah. 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 And yeah. and the... also someone answered the riddle and got it right. Uh, well, well done, Andrew. Well done for answering the riddle. Um, uh, so, let's have your good news. Yes, okay. Two Ivy League firsts 
first black valedictorian at Princeton and first black woman elected student body president at MIT. Aside from 2020 being the first time the commencement address at Princeton was delivered exclusively over the internet, Nicholas Johnson's speech Sunday made it extra newsworthy because he's the first black valedictorian in Princeton's history. Along with his concentration in operation research and financial engineering, the Canadian student has studied statistics and machine learning along with computational ma- mathematics and I don't need his CV <laughs> the engineer said that knowing what to build in order to improve the world is the crucial first step it I like requires it. an intimate familiarity and engagement with the present state of the world coupled with the capacity of to unbashedly dream of the distinct di- distinctly different future God, a lot of alliteration there speaking from his home in Montreal he also quoted Michelle Obama from the graduating class of 85 it was possible I knew to live on two planes at once to have one's feet planted in reality but pointed in direction of progress oh you may live in the world as it is but you can still work to create the world as it should be you know what I one of my favourite quotes ever is from um, Oscar Wilde um, and I think it's Oscar Wilde anyway, I hope it's Oscar Wilde and it's um, we may all live in the gutter but can you finish it? Some of us are looking at the stars or something along those lines Some of us are looking at the stars and that and that like sort of knowing that things aren't perfect yeah. but aspiring them to be like yeah. having an aspiration to be better I think is motivational mm-hmm. isn't it don't you think yes yeah so, yes. so I'm glad he's doing that what's well, the next but, story well, I'm not done with this story yeah. <laughs> okay, go on then there was two different okay me while at MIT he might meet another Ivy League newsmaker Danielle Gethers Yep. Miss Gethers was elected president of the Undergraduate Association last month, the first time in the school's 159-year history that a black woman rose to govern the student body. Majoring in mechanical engineering, Gethers is a rising junior and served as the school's diversity officer last year. Okay. She has plans to use her platform to make the school as inclusive as possible. Although some people think it is just a figurehead role, figureheads can matter in terms of people seeing themselves in ter- terms of representation. Seeing yourself at college is kind of an important part of the admissions process. Love it. Above 6% of undergraduates at MIT are black and 47% are women, according to the school. Cool. I have two more news stories. Okay. Man who grew up without a dad supports youth with Dad How Do I YouTube channel. Okay. I love this story. Go on in. Washington man... Um, a Washington... A Bellevue, Washington man who knows what it's like to grow up without a father has been doing his part to make a difference in the lives of kids today who are in the same boat. And from the surging popularity of his YouTube channel, it's clear he will be among the dads most showered with love this Father's Day. Rob Keeney wanted to step in to fill the void whenever a kid needed to learn how to do something, like change a car's oil, put up a shelf, use a stud finder, and even iron a shirt or shave your face. Sorry, are they... Right, just to be clear... Are they things that dad should know? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you should watch... I need to watch watch this YouTube channel. Sorry, what? His YouTube channel, called Dad, How Do I, aims to teach youth the valuable lessons a father is meant to teach. (laughs) (laughs) I am failing badly, Liz. Sorry, just go go through those things again. Whoopsie doodle. Um, Go on, go through those things again. Uh, It's got a thing of some of his... How right. to fix most running toilets? How to unclog right. a bathtub? So there, let me just let me just we'll go through these individually and let me just answer yes or no on this is something I'm able to do. Go on. How 
unclog a bathtub drain. No. <laughs> How to unclog a sink. Mm, sort of. How to iron a dress shirt. I, I, I can iron. How to check the air pressure in tyres. No. How to change a tyre. No. How to shave your face. Badly. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's let's. Well, just just out of interest for a for a friend. Um, what? Where do I find this guy's YouTube channel? It's called Dad. How do I? Dad, how do okay. how do I? I, I will didn't be checking start it out. this to make money. I started simply enough and thought I was going to help a few people. Thirty or forty subscribers. It's turned into way more than that. And please don't think I'm only aiming this at young men. It's for young women. Anybody who feels they need to learn something or be empowered to learn something. Many viewers have been touched by the kind. So of young, young, uh, young men, young women. How about men approaching middle age? <laughs> wait, there's more. There's more. Oh, sorry, sorry. More. Many viewers have been touched by the kind and heartfelt words Rob shares in his videos. Such simple words like "I love you" and "I'm proud of you" that so many children didn't get to hear from a father figure can have a profound impact even into adulthood. He starts each video with an enthusiastic "Hey kids," but Miss. Danea commented that she was a 33-year-old woman and she answered back with a sobbing hi, Dad. Oh! <coughs> Rob's awkward charm in, is evident in each video that includes a bad dad joke, like, when is when is, when is is a good time to go to the dentist? 2.30. Oh, God. That, that is a joke that, that, that your bad jokes would be particularly, like, like that would fit, wouldn't it? <laughs> His play, he playfully teases his audiences in how to, how to Tie a Tie video, letting them know that a short tie will make them look dorky and taking the time to show them how to do it right. In a video where he manages to change a tyre in just 13 minutes, Trisha Wells commented, this man deserves an award for the internet's best dad. Of course, Rob is not interested in awards, just doing his part for, to be there for kids who need a file figure. What do you think of that, then? Hmm? What do you think of that? Why, did you, why was that story so good? Because well, it's been circulating the internet, and a lot of people have been saying like his videos have made them feel yeah like better yeah yeah and like more appreciated and stuff like that, yeah. and it's just like one of those heartwarming things where it's I like, love it absolutely love it just and 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 it shows the positive power of yeah. the web as opposed to sometimes uh, the, and also uh, it's one of those things where. Because, like, he had a bad experience and he could have let that, you know, change him and make him maybe a not nice person, but instead he used his experience and he decided, no, I'm I gonna, don't want other people to feel that I way. I don't want other people to feel that way. Amazing. I'm going to do something about it. 100% I love do it. have one more story if we have time for it. We've got time. Go on. Okay. South Korea says... Uh, I mean, can I just be clear, though? <laughs> that story made me feel guilty. I don't know how to change a tyre. <laughs> find air pressure. <laughs> so, I will be checking out that website, that YouTube channel. South Korea sends 10,000 masks to Navajo Nation. Navajo Nation. Navajo Nation to honour their service as code talkers during the Korean War. Okay. When the South Korean government realised that the Navajo Nation had been suffered... Had been suffering infection rates of COVID-19 rivaling that of New York City. It shipped them 10,000 masks and other PPE to honour their service seven decade, decades, years ago to the East Asian nation. During the Korean War, around 800 members of this nation used their native language as an unbreakable code for radio messages, ensuring complete secrecy around any military movements by the United States and allied to South Korea. With this little-known story in the famous police action, 
that was the North Korean War often goes untold, the South Koreans have never forgotten the Native American contributions. According to the Ministry of Patriots and Veterans Affairs in South Korea, around 130 of these code talkers are still alive today. We hope our small gift will console the veterans in the midst of the COVID-19 crisis. Love it. Absolutely love it. That is a one of those things where people from around the world are remembering how they've helped each mm. other in the past. Absolutely love that. We did have a special guest who popped in, and I don't know whether she's coming think, back or I not. she's sculpted off somewhere. Oh, she's, she's sculpted off. Sophie, do you want to come say hello? Nope, she's gone. She's gone. Um, so the answer to that is no. Thank you for those particular news stories, particularly one about the dad, which I which I really enjoyed. And hi to Caroline, hi to Greg, hi to Danielle, hi to Andrew, hi to Barry, hi oh, to Steve. We super appreciate it. Answers to the answer question, to the question of the, of the podcast. podcast, and then so I have my joke. So let's do the answers to the question of the podcast. Uh, and just as a reminder, what place in the world has the best food, and why? Russell Dames, uh, friend of the show, our esteemed producer. Uh, right, can we just can I just ask, ask you the question of the podcast? Now you're back, Sophie. Do you want to say hello, Sophie? Hello, Sophie. Um, uh, so. Question of the podcast for today was: What place in the world has the best food and why? What do you? What's your answer? Italy. Italy. And what food in Italy? Spaghetti bolognese. Spaghetti bolognese. Now, but would you? Right. This is the question. Would you go to Italy for spaghetti bolognese, or would you go to Mum? Mum. Mum. So the best spaghetti bolognese is in your in the kitchen. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> have you gone off to get a spaghetti bolognese right now? You can't have it immediately. It's after ten o'clock in the morning. No more left anyway. So, uh, so let's see. There's been a judge on these ones. Yeah. Um, so, Russell James, our esteemed producer and clearly friend of the show, said um, uh, the best friend of the show, the, like he doesn't make the, the show. The, <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, the guy who produces it, um, China, because he loves a good Chinese. Um, Mark Halloran said the best place for food is right here in the UK because I can have. 20 different types of cuisine 10 to 20 minutes away from my house and that's true London is pretty good for food uh, John Cook said Italy there's no Lu- justification there but doesn't need justification no uh, uh, Louise McNamee said South Africa amazing flavours and wonderful chefs I was twice the woman when I came back that's like me coming out of lockdown not twice the woman but um, uh, Rachel Meek said the best food in the world is at my mum and dad's house. Just can't beat it. Comfort food at its finest. Mark Newman said Mexico. Caroline Thompson said Italy. Who doesn't like pasta, pizza, fresh ingredients and gelato? And a big shout out. And, and Cassie's got there before us, yeah. um, uh, Charlotte. But a, sh- a big shout out to our friend Ritulio Bondi, who runs mm-hmm. perhaps the best gelato shop in the world. Yeah. Um, we might be biased, but might, we're we probably be, not. We might be biased. You know what? Do you remember that time when he was over in London? Yeah. He, he said, look, come... Come along to the 
International Gelato Festival. And he let me and Sophie make ice cream. Oh yeah, you made it, didn't you? At the, at the festival, that was amazing. And we got some free tickets to eat loads of really good ice cream, mm -hmm. which was brilliant. Um, uh, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's worth um, it's worth going to uh, Vitulio's shop. Um, and uh, he's got involved in the conversation as well. And John Sharman said, America, everything comes in huge portions and it's exceptionally bad for you. It's fantastic. And on that note, that is the end of another the, another the Kindness Project. Another we'll, the Kindness Project. <laughs> another the Kindness Project. He's trying to shove me out again. Um, and we'll... Uh, where's, where do, how do I turn this off? Oh, we'll, you uh, don't. What, what? Because it's not time yet. Oh, got it. Yes. Yeah. Find your joke when I turn this off. Oh, no. I have my joke already. <laughs> oh, got it. I have this all pre-planned, so you can't push me out of the way today. Okay. What do sea monsters eat? <laughs> <laughs> what does sea monster? What's that button do? Um, what does sea monster? That eat? opens the audacity dock, but what, that's not what we need. What do, what do sea monsters eat? I don't know. What does sea monsters eat? Fish and chips. <laughs> no comment. Have a lovely Friday, all. Um, hope you have an amazing weekend, and we will see you next Wednesday. Wednesday for yes. uh, the next Kindness Project Live. Have a good one. Bye, 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 bye. bye. bye.